the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. Well, hello, all of you beautiful people out there. Uh, welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Happy to have you with us today. And uh, wow, do we have a lot going on. A good show coming up. Uh, by the way... I uh, want to say congratulations to uh, President Trump. What a uh, blowout yesterday in Michigan. You know, it's interesting when you when you look at the overall turnout, and by the way, almost 20% of Democrat voters uh, voted for someone other than Joe Biden yesterday. Nobody's talking about that in the national media. And but the bigger story, and I don't think anybody's really talking about this, the overall numbers of Republicans coming out to vote just blew the Democrats out of the water. So if this happens on election day, folks, I'm telling you, we could see we could see historic numbers of people getting out to vote and sending Donald Trump back to the White House. What a day that'll be. So anyway, well done, Michigan. And uh, we've got a we've got a lot more ground to cover. By the way, Nikki Haley still in the race. At this point, you wonder if she needs therapy. Seriously, I mean, is is she doing that? Does she enjoy the the humiliation, the pain, the agony of it all? I think she should talk to somebody about that. Uh, look, I, I want to start though in Georgia, where we're getting some new developments, um, folks. It is people are enraged in in Athens, Georgia, right now. I will say this, elections have consequences. They truly do. And and I get that. But I also think that I believe in something called redemption, and I believe in the redemption of the Democrat voters of America. And for whatever delusion they may have been operating under, it's they're coming out of the fog and they're realizing, holy cow, the policies of the Democrats have put all of us in grave danger. The policies of the Democrats are the reason why I can't even take the family out to McDonald's for uh, for a delicious meal. There's a lot happening in this country that, and the people to blame here are the Democrats. I mean, it really is that simple. So anyway, um, i i want to I want to direct your attention to what's happening in the very latest in this horrible case involving Lakin Riley, the 22 year old. Christian, the 22-year-old American citizen, the 22-year-old nursing student who was brutally murdered at the hands of an illegal alien, a savage. And understand this, the people crossing that border 
are not good and decent people. They are savages. And it is very well documented. When President Donald John Trump came down the golden escalator at Trump Tower on that beautiful, sunny day in New York City, and he made the declaration that there are a lot of people coming across that border who are very bad people, murderers, rapists, criminals, and they accused the president of being xenophobic. But it turned out that the president, once again, was right on the money. So now now what's happening is you've got all these liberals running for cover. You have Katie Porter saying uh, just the other day, well, now, now, we we can't be making policy and we can't be changing policy based on just one sweet little girl who had her head bashed in. Can't do it. Really? What about George Floyd? Hmm? What about that one? Anybody want to take that one? So you've got the media that's giving cover to the Biden administration and the illegals. So they're all in the tank for the Dems on this one. The New York Times not even covering the story. The New York Times instead focusing on the death of an owl. Six front page stories about a dead owl in Central Park. The Associated Press says, no, 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 this is not about, no, 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 this is not about illegal immigration. No, this is about whether it's about the safety, whether or not young ladies should be going out and jogging, or if you're from San Diego, jogging. Uh, if you, it, it's the question is, should these young girls be out there exercising by themselves? It's just too darn dangerous. That's what the AP says. So now they're saying, well, um, because Athens, Georgia, they say, is a sanctuary city. So I, I, I want you, we, we deal with facts here, and I, and I want to share some intel about that. So right now, uh, sanctuary cities are illegal in the state of Georgia, and it's been that way. They've got a law on the books for, what, almost 15 years now. However, many local governments do limit their cooperation with immigration enforcement officers, right? So here's what happens in Athens, Clark County. So again, sanctuary cities are not allowed in Georgia. Athens-Clark County, when they do come across an illegal, they do not arrest that individual if they don't have any criminal history. So that's it. And that's one of the reasons why Jose Antonio Ibarra was allowed to walk the streets. But the problem is this guy did have a criminal history. The problem is this guy had actually been picked up on a shoplifting charge in Athens, Georgia. And the people are just furious about this. By the way, this is uh, from the um, reporting of the Atlanta urinal constipation. The suspect in the death of the nursing student, Lakin Hope Riley, had been arrested by federal and local authorities in multiple jurisdictions since illegally entering the country in 2022. There was already a bench warrant for his arrest stemming from an earlier incident at the time of Riley's death. Jose was arrested on September the 8th, 2022. He was facing charges of unlawfully entering the United States. But ICE said that it lodged a detainer after its enforcement and removal operations in Atlanta encountered Ibarra on Friday. Yeah, a little too late for that, thank you very much. 
on October 27th, 2023, just a, uh, just last October, Jose and his brother, Diego, were issued citations after being accused of shoplifting in Athens, Georgia. They were given information about a pre-arrest diversion program. Why were they not arrested? Why were they not deported? The brothers are from Venezuela, and they had been separately apprehended by Border Patrol agents near El Paso. They were released to New York pending adjudication of their asylum claims. By the way, the Athens-Walmart incident occurred about a month after Jose was arrested in New York City and charged with acting in a manner to injure a child. He also had a motor vehicle license violation. Are you following all of this? Any American citizen, we would have already been in jail. A bench warrant was issued on December 20th after Jose failed to appear in court. Had that happened, Lake and Riley would still be alive today. Had somebody at the border kicked him out of the country, Lake and Riley would be alive today. Had the police in New York City kept this guy in jail, had the judges kept this guy in jail, in New York City, Lake and Riley would have been alive today. Are you enraged yet, America? Because she's not the only one. There are many other people. There are Just within the past 24 hours, I have seen at least three or four stories about illegals from Venezuela, by the way, killing American citizens. This is a terrible situation we're dealing with here, folks. And the only people to blame are the Democrats. The only people to blame are the Democrats. Now, the New York Post is blaming Lake and Riley. And, folks, I this is infuriating, but this is why people hate the media. So they're suggesting that the only reason she was killed is because she chose to fight back. So, in other words, this guy was, whatever he was doing to her, and I, I can only imagine... But she fought back, and she fought back hard. Cut number 14. Arrest warrants for Jose Antonio Ibarra are giving more insight into how 22-year-old Lakin Riley died. Now, this comes as the athens Clark County District Attorney has brought on a special prosecutor for her case. We do want to warn you, some of these details you're about to hear may be disturbing. Arrest warrants for Jose Antonio Ibarra provide more insight into the death of 22-year-old Augusta University nursing student Lakin Riley. The warrants say Riley was killed between the hours of 9 a.m. and 1 p.m. on February 22nd at the intramural fields on UGA's campus. They say Ibarra used an object to strike her head. ISIS confirmed Ibarra entered the country illegally in 2022 and was released on parole. ISIS says he was arrested again in New York in 2023 for motor vehicle violation and acting in a manner to injure a child, but was released before a detainer could be issued. Discussion around Ibarra's immigration status has sparked fear among UGA's Hispanic community, noting an increase in anti-immigrant rhetoric. A lot of us who, who are afraid to really stand up and, and just really help each other out because out of, out of fear in my program we had a, a situation in which someone made that comment and i'd have to bring it up to uh head of department's attention florencio continues to encourage the community to come together as the school begins to move forward really just a call for unity solidarity rather than just making it more about political aspects it's just more about standing together standing strong meanwhile athens clark county district attorney deborah gonzalez will bring in 
Special Prosecutor Sheila Ross to try Riley's case. According to a biography from the Chief Justice's Commission on Professionalism, Ross has assisted prosecutors across the state with murder and death penalty prosecutions and tried dozens of complex murder cases. All right. So now we've got so all of this leading up to a press conference that was just held in Athens, Georgia, just a little while ago. And the mayor of Athens, Georgia, a leftist Democrat, this guy's a communist. His name is Kelly Gertz, G-I-R-T-Z. And he literally said that we have to be nice to the illegals. We have to be nice to the illegals. He says we have to respect the dignity of the illegals. This is unbelievable. We're, we're gathering all of this. This is all sort of happening in real time. But they're trying to blame Lake and Riley and Donald Trump for the, for the death. That's what they're trying to do here. Almost as if Jose is the, is the victim here. This is unbelievable, but this is how the Democrats are. These people are awful. So anyway, they're having a press conference, and I want you to hear what happened. People in Athens, Georgia, are enraged over this. Cut number 12. That term means different things to different people depending on the context of the discussion. Many of the elements. Many of the elements. Liar. We are here to listen. You're a liar. We are here to listen. There will be time for questions. Many of the aspects that are ascribed to sanctuary cities we know what sanctuary are things means. that are disallowed by Georgia law. And we contribute a document every year to the Georgia Department of Audits indicating that we do not correspond to these definitions under state law. Yes, you do. And no policies have been adopted Please by the mayor and lying. commission You're that have created sanctuary city status in Sir. Athens. You need to resign. One protocol resign. that sometimes arises. Resign. resign now. Wow. You will happen, sir. Wow. Good for you people of Athens, George. That's the anger we need. And quite frankly, Kelly Gertz, the Democrat mayor of Athens, this guy needs to be run out of town. That's what needs to happen. I know we've got a lot of listeners in Georgia, and I, I hope you are enraged over this. But folks, this is how we need to be in our own towns and communities. Every Everywhere, we have got to rise up and we've got to speak out. We have to be peaceful about it, but we've got to be loud. We've got to be in their faces, and we have got to let them know that we are not going to tolerate this lawlessness. We're not going to tolerate any more American citizens being killed by these illegal savages. We're just not going to do it. 901. 901- 260-5926 is our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and in just a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or ship to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. And you'll see transparent pricing on every coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. 
Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. And this new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com or call 866-649-0304. That number again, 866-649-0304 and start investing today. Expectation of human dignity. While 2019 was not that long ago, you might remember the dynamic we were living in in the late teens in this country, where you had the President of the United States speaking in the most vile terms about people who were foreign born. And you had that notion metastasizing in places like Charlottesville. So when we have and you know what I thought about doing? Crossing the border to Mexico to get away from my crimes. Son, I'm going to ask you to leave. Jesus Christ, he saved me, and I no longer live that lawless life. I'm, but you do. Son, I'm going to ask you to leave. Lawless, Mr. Mayor. I'd be glad to schedule some time with you if you'd like some individual time. Yeah, I'd like to spend some time with you. Let's do that, but I, I need to continue. Sorry. I went to so meet the are people. Are you going to the, the resolution is that still in place? Is that, is, does that give the impression that this is a sanctuary city? What, no, you can't call it that under Georgia law? What we wish to do is dignify everybody's humanity. There's nothing in that no, resolution no. that creates... You took your note to uphold the law, not your feelings or nor your opinion. Chief you have to uphold it. No, sir. You're talking BS to us right now. I, I need to answer one question That's at a time. Okay. I, I'm going to continue my answer for a moment ago, and then I'll get it. You called me a white supremacist in your resolution. Well, that was not well, nice to me. We what had enough what we, we wish to do. Right to speak. This is America still. What we wish to do. Okay. All right. Is to understand. Is to understand that those families that are here came here under less than ideal circumstances. I've outlined my desire for better, better federal legislation that would standardize the immigration process. We've not been living in that environment. I mentioned I was a career educator. I've worked with a lot of students and their families in this community. And the practical reality is that those families tend to be blended amongst a variety of immigration statuses. We want to create a stable environment for people in our communities. And when that community is disrupted by hate or vitriol, that's not a safe environment for their school children and their families to live in. It's called righteous indignation, sir. Uh, well, yeah, it is called righteous indignation. And the mayor, and you just heard it, Kelly Gertz, a Democrat, the mayor of Athens, Georgia, just announced to the nation that they are going to be an unofficial sanctuary city. I mean, that's basically what he said. Even though it's a, officially against the law in Georgia, uh, this is a big deal. Because according to Kelly Gertz, the bigger problem here is not the death of Lake and Riley. The bigger problem is that the death makes the illegals look bad. Well, you know what? They are bad. All of them are bad. 
Every single one of them. Because they're coming across the border and they're violating our sovereignty and our laws. All right, we got to take a quick break here. We've got some breaking news coming out of Washington, D.C., and we are going to get right to that. But you stick around. We're going to get to it, but it is major breaking news that's going to have a, a big, big political ramification. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Our God-given freedoms are facing unrelenting attacks. It's a battle for truth, and the only way we win is if we stand together. Hi, I'm Todd Stearns, and thankfully, Alliance Defending Freedom has been defending our rights for 30 years and winning. Right now, they're involved in two critical cases before the Supreme Court. They're suing the FDA for endangering the health and safety of women and girls. And in the second case, they're assisting the state of Idaho to defend its law, protecting the lives of women and their unborn children against the Biden administration's attempt to override the law and force doctors to perform abortions. And they need your help. With your best gift, you courageously join ADF in fighting critical Supreme Court cases against government lawlessness and help defend our cherished freedoms. So call 855-417-6556 right now or go to ToddSterns.com and click on the ADF banner. With your help, I've already pledged to raise $17,000 by March 31st for ADF. Go to ToddSterns.com or call 855-417-6556 to make your best offer right now. I know with your help, we can beat that goal and help make a generational difference for freedom. Breaking news now on the Todd Starn Show. And we do have some breaking news to share with you. Mitch McConnell has just announced he will be stepping down from Republican leadership. Uh, That's coming up in November. Uh, That news coming out of Washington, D.C. Look, I'm glad to hear it. It's a little too too little too late in my estimation. But uh, good for Mitch. Honestly, he needs to go back home to Kentucky and uh, call it a day. And enjoy some of that bourbon he he uh he loves he craves so much a little too much if you ask me but whatever who am i to judge but mitch mcconnell is now out the question is who should republicans select to lead uh the senate um and i'm telling you right now i like either ted cruz or marcia blackburn those two folks would be top in my list We'll be taking your calls on that, 901-260-5926. I want to go to Georgia. Francis is listening to us on WDUN. Hi, Francis. What's on your mind today? Hello. I, I agree. Thank you for taking my call. And I do agree with you about Mitch McConnell. It's a little bit late for him to be doing that. <laughs> but I'm glad he is uh, leaving us. Uh, but anyway, getting back to the... Uh, the girl uh, and the mayor and Athens and everything. I was listening to him this morning and before it was over with, I knew he was a Democrat the way he was talking. And, uh, but I do want to remind everybody that, uh, three years ago when they were, when all these illegals started coming in here, I heard Brian Kemp make, make the comment I will take all the illegals I can get. And I wanted to, it's not only his fault, it's a a lot of people have blood on their hands, excuse me, 
But um, I just wanted people to remind people of that. Do you know when he said that, Francis? No, I can't. I don't. You know, I sit, I listen to stuff like that all the time. Keep up with the times, and but it was when they first started coming in here, and they even had. I even have a. Uh, I can't go back. I wish I had thought about it before I called you. I, I did take a, a picture of it on uh, how many can come into Georgia and uh, di- different places in the state. Now, maybe, I, uh, now, Francis, yeah. I do know, I think it was back in 2021 when Brian Kemp, and I think he made a lot of headlines when he said that you guys would be open to accepting all the Afghan refugees, um, which put the fear of the Lord in just about everybody in your state because uh, we're, we were talking about some pretty dangerous people in that group. When, it, when he said that, and uh, but I, I heard him say, Somewhere, I will take all the illegals that I can get, and and I've I've seen them. Uh, well, I don't know if they're really. Well, I know they they've got to be illegals. They can't even speak English in different places that I've shopped. And I wonder where did he come from? You know, how did he know this? Um, like in uh, a grocery store. Can you tell me where such and such is? Oh yes, over yonder. They've already uh, educated them all, on all of this stuff. Francis, we're going to look into it, and I know we have a lot of Georgia listeners, and they might be able to pinpoint you know, where the governor – I personally have not heard the governor say that. I do know that he opened up the floodgates to the Afghan refugees, uh, but if, if that's the case, Francis, I know that uh, we'll have somebody calling in and uh, giving us the, the lowdown. Francis, God bless you, and thank you for listening to us. Let's go to South Carolina. Roger on the line. Hi, Roger. What's on your mind? Yeah, Todd, I'm really upset about what happened to that young woman in Athens, Georgia. Uh, these Venezuelans have got to go. Uh, it's really pathetic how we just let them all stay here. I don't hear anything from you, though. You know, President Trump, towards the end of his term, signed something that allowed 200,000 Venezuelans to stay an extra 18 months. Were you critical of that? Not true, Roger. And let me say this. Um, and by the way, Roger, what radio station are you listening to us on right now? Uh, WXYZ. W, there's no such thing, sir. All right, goodbye, Roger. You know, we don't like liars uh, here on this program. Uh, Roger Roger is one <laughs> He's one of the, uh, he's one of the uh, trolls, the leftist trolls. Rush Limbaugh was much kinder to these people. He called them seminar callers. Uh, this guy can't even – these kinds of folks, they live in their parents' basement, and what they do is they uh, love to prank call the um, the, the conservative talk host. So, uh, yeah, I guess he's a seminar caller. Uh, but the reality is we don't need any Venezuelans living in our country. They already have a country called Venezuela. Go back to where you came from. By the way, you got to love the, uh, the Google Analytics um, – so I was searching for something. Uh, somebody had done an interview, so I typed my name, uh, Todd Stern, <laughs> into the Google search. And the first story that pops up, Dylan, this is th- this is a, a good educational lesson for you here. So they play, they play loosey-goosey with the analytics. And when it comes to conservatives, they always like for the negative stuff to pop up to the, uh, the top. So when you search me, according to Google, the most recent story was posted 23 hours ago. Here's the headline. Fox News parts 
parts with radio host after guest claims Democrats worship demonic god Moloch. That's quite the headline. The Washington Examiner. But it wasn't 23 hours ago, as Google would have you believe. It was October 2nd, 2019. That's when that story was posted. And not only did this this writer, Mike Brest, that's an unfortunate last name, uh, not only did he get most of the story wrong, but there is a great quote in here. I forgot about this one. Starnes had previously stoked controversy, most notably when he told Democratic Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, quote, to take a one-way plane ticket back to whatever third world hellhole you came from. I forgot I said that. That's a great line, actually. <laughs> Thank you, Washington Examiner, for getting that right. So there you go. But again, it just goes to show you when it comes to the mainstream media and uh, how they treat conservatives, what a bunch of hooey. What a bunch of hooey. Uh, by the way, we we told you about this story yesterday, and somebody sent me the, the, the video, which you can see on our website, toddsterns.com. It uh, happened in Lafayette, Louisiana, home of radio station KROF, our great affiliate there. And it turns out that there was a big softball game. You had the University of California Lady Bears playing the Lady Raging Cajuns at ULL, the University of Louisiana Lafayette. And so anyway, uh, you had a bunch of these California players drop to a knee during the national anthem. Now we have the video, which you can see on our website, but here's what it sounded like when the girls dropped to a knee in Cajun country. Cut four. We'll go down to our field and our national anthem. Stand up, you woman with freakish man hands. Stand up. I like this anthem rendition. That's very nice. (laughs) Uh oh. Hoops are coming off. Hair's going up. Ready for the high note. Our national anthem from Adventure Art Field of Lampson Park. They're booing. They're booing the Bears. (laughs) Good for you. Lafayette, Louisiana, one of the funnest places on the planet, and they're just good patriotic people, and we got a lot of their listeners on KROF. Good for you people. Now, uh, the newspapers, everybody's freaking out back in California. We were triggered. We were triggered by the national anthem, 
And then they talk to the head coach. I've, I don't know what what is her name. We don't have her name. She's the head coach of the uh, California uh, University of California Lady Bear softball team, and uh, she was very upset. And I think we have the uh, we have the audio of of that. Hold on, uh, it's cut number seven hundred and thirty two. Yes, I'm. Yes, my name is Darlene, and uh, I'm the head coach. And I'm very offended. Uh, yes, very offended uh, by the behavior of the fans there booing as our girls took a knee. I was especially offended and triggered by the accusation that I have freakish man hands. All right, thank you, Coach Darlene, uh, there of the um, University of California Bears. She has a baritone voice. <laughs> I'm sure it's a lovely singing voice in the, uh, you know, Lebanese choir of Berkeley. So, look, uh, good for you. That's all I can tell you. Good for you, good people of Lafayette, Louisiana. And by the way, that is the proper response. When these little crybaby athletes drop to a knee, you boo. And then you holler at them to stand up and to be Americans. All right, let's go to Arkansas. Toad Suck Scott is uh, with us from KWAM. Wait, what, is this Toad Suck? Uh, good to have you with us. Was this a, a family name? No, you remember. I, I called before. You said to start. I've called you a lot, Scott, from Conway, Arkansas. But you said to start making names for ourselves. Yeah, we're a little, area it's a little joke in, in there, Conway Toad Conway. Suck. But, uh, yeah, gotcha. Well, you know, All right. All right, what's on your mind, Toad Suck? Okay, question. I can't give you a name, but here's the thing. They're not – if they replace Mitch, it's going to be a butt kisser. I can tell you that right now. They're not going to replace him with anybody that's going to do anything good. It's going to be somebody that lives their life for kissing butt, and you know it. Now, if you can think of somebody, that would be great. But do you not agree? Well, well yeah. yeah. Look, um, uh, and Toad Suck, sorry we uh, we got you cut off there, but we are super late for a break. So uh, let me answer. Yes, I, I see where you would have a concern. I'm just saying we've got an opportunity to right or wrong. And you're right. We don't need a butt kisser. Uh, we need somebody who's going to take a stand. I think Ted Cruz would do a good job. Marsha Blackburn, uh, she would be uh, uh, high on my list uh, as, as well. Uh, all right, we've got to take a break here. Who would you like to see the Republicans replace Mitch McConnell with? He's he's going back to Kentucky, his old Kentucky home. Who would you like to see as the next leader of the Senate Republicans? 901-260-5926 is our number. This is the Todd Stern Show. Mike Lindell and MyPillow employees want to thank my listeners for your continued support. And to thank you, they have an overstock clearance sale right now for the best prices ever when you use the promo code STARNS and you get free shipping on your entire order. Get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0 and the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived. Won't last long, folks. Get a six-pack towel set for only $29.98 and take advantage of the free shipping on larger items like mattresses and mattress toppers, 100 made in the USA on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels. They absorb dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, so much more. To get the best offers ever, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code STARNS or call 800-839-8506 and get free shipping on your entire order while supplies last. (laughs) 
All right, let's go to Jim in North Carolina, WSIC, our great affiliate there. Hi, Jim, what's going on? What's up? Hey, Todd, how are you? I'm good, thanks for asking, Jim. Yeah, that uh, that Venezuela just turned Georgia red. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. Those people down there are PO'd. Yeah, I was so happy to hear the mayor being, I mean, and that's what you have to do. I mean, there's there's a time and a place, and that was the time and that was the place. Oh, yeah, and uh, the WXYZ, that's a station out of Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, that guy. We we looked him up. We kind of we knew we knew where he was going. Uh, he claims to be. He claimed he was calling from uh, South Carolina. We don't like it when people lie to the lovely Miss Lydia. No, but I thank you for your time, Jim. God bless you. And uh, Jim says, "Hey, look, folks, uh, this is going to turn Georgia red. I hope it does. I hope this motivates every Republican who stayed home and didn't get out to vote." I hope it motivates them to get out on election day. By the way, I very rarely do I have to get onto our vast, beautiful, wonderful, intelligent listening audience. But guys, come on. I just got the numbers for our Lies Defending Freedom campaign. We got to do better here, people. We've got to do better. So look, here's the deal. Uh, we are halfway through week one of the campaign. We are raising money for our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom, and uh, these folks are out there every single day standing up for our freedom, defending our first freedoms, including freedom of speech and freedom of religion, and they got a couple of big cases heading to the Supreme Court. They need our help here, folks, and we didn't do a good job Monday or Tuesday, but I I think we're going to be able to remedy this today. So in March, they're suing the FDA because they unlawfully removed the original safety standards from abortion drugs. Then in April, ADF is assisting Idaho to defend a law that's protecting the lives of women and their unborn children against the Biden administrations. Uh, and, and what is the Biden administration doing here? Well, they're trying to force doctors, force doctors to perform abortions. So look, you can join the fight. Right now, there is a Stand with ADF banner on ToddSterns.com. Go there, ToddSterns.com. You'll see it at the top of the page. And help me support ADF. We're raising $20,000, and we need your help. Whatever you can contribute. It doesn't matter if it's $5, $10. Every dollar counts. Here's ADF Vice President Ryan Bangert. Very simple. Do it for the next generation. Do it for yourself. Do it for the truth. ADF exists to advance the God-given right to live and speak the truth. And by God's grace, we're winning. Parents do have the right to raise their children in the way that's consistent with their beliefs. People in the marketplace do have the right to practice their profession in a way that meets their conscience. So when you do speak the truth, it resonates. And that's why I would say, please uh, support ADF because we're standing not just for our clients, but for everyone who wants to speak the truth. All right, it's, it, they're they're good people, folks. That they really are, and they need our help. So, uh, give them whatever you can give ten dollars, a hundred dollars. Every bit's going to help Elias defending freedom. Go to toddsterns.com, click on the banner, or you can give them a call eight five five four one seven sixty five fifty six. That's eight five five four one seven sixty five fifty six. All right, real quick, let's go to Angel in Georgia. Hi, Angel. What's on your mind today? Hi, Tom. Thank you for taking my call. Um, you're speaking about uh, Lakeley's murder. Um, my sister, Amy Welsh Lefakis, was murdered in September by Brandon Weiniger. And he he should have been in jail, just like this guy that killed 
Lakely. So it's a jail overcrowding. I'd be interested to see the percentages of like illegal immigrants in jail as opposed to white blacks and all that, because I don't, I don't really believe it. I don't think it's just about immigration. I believe it's about jail overcrowding period. So, you know, my take on that angel, build more jails. <laughs> exactly. I mean, if, if, and, and I was reading up on, on the story and, and what a horrible, horrible thing to happen to you and your family. But the very simple thing is that your sister would be alive if this guy had been in jail where he belonged. That's right. Wow. That's right. Um, Angel, I appreciate you calling in. And uh, look, it's it's a great point, and it's a, it's a terrible tragedy. Folks, I would encourage you to go online, and uh, we'll post a link to the story on our website um, about what happened to, to Angel and her family. So you're right, Angel, and we've got to get tough on crime. And that's not just a Georgia issue. That's an issue for every state in the country. Angel, we got to run. Thank you. Hang tight, everybody. Uh, we've got Tony Perkins coming up, also Congressman Mark Alford. Hunter Biden is testifying up on Capitol Hill today. We'll tell you about that as well. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starks. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, someone just sent me a message about a, about a church in Memphis, Tennessee. This is crazy. It's... um. It's one of the conservative evangelical churches, and, and in Memphis, just FYI, uh, in Memphis, everybody is so super sensitive about race. I really don't care. I, I don't, uh, but it, people do, and especially some of the white, the, the woke white evangelical churches, they get super sensitive. And anyway, I'm, I'm getting more details, but the long story short, on during Sunday morning worship service at this mega church in the Memphis area... They actually sang the Black National Anthem. <laughs> wow. All right. it's We're going to get to that. Set that aside for a moment. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Big Show. Uh, Mitch McConnell just announced that he is 
calling it a day, stepping down as Senate GOP leader, but not until November. What is it with all these people announcing they're going to step down, but they really never do? It's like Ronna McDaniel. How many times is she supposed to already be gone? Anyway, we'll get to that as well. Right now, though, when I go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, great to have with us uh, Congressman Mark Alford uh, from District 4 in Missouri. Congressman, hope you're doing good. I'm doing well. Just filed for re-election down in uh, Jeff City, and we're back in Washington, D.C. now getting ready to fight for the American people. Well, and tomorrow uh, you're going to be in the national spotlight uh, and from your position on the Armed Services Committee, and I know that you have a lot of questions about Secretary Austin and uh, him going AWOL recently. Well, yeah, we do, and we need some answers to that. I know that he has come out in a public statement and showing some contrition and uh, wanting to change the way he he does things, but we need more than that. We need accountability for the Secretary of Defense. Uh, He he has already been on thin ice by the way he's running in the Department of Defense. Uh, His uh, upholding of the DEI, the CRT programs that we have gone after in the last National Defense Authorization Act, and I have told him to his face in committee, you guys have got to stop acting like politicians and get to the business of, uh, of ruling uh, and, and uh, leading our military instead of trying to be politicians. And so I, I want to get some answers. You know, why would you leave the president of the United States of America, for that matter, high and dry? Your staff doesn't even know where you are. Uh, I wasn't surprised, really, that President Biden didn't know where he is, because I don't think President Biden knows where he himself is half the time. But it's disturbing when we have so many enemies who want to take advantage of us around the world that the person who really is going to end up calling the shots, especially if this president's still in office and isn't competent to do so, uh, we need that person in charge, and we need to know where he or she is all the time. Yes, you you that's that's like a basic thing, Congressman. It's just it's mind blowing. Uh, and then when you look at all of the wokeness that has infected uh, and infested our military, um, you know there are a lot of questions. And I will ask you: Do you have concerns about military preparedness? Are we are we going to be able to fight and win wars? Well, I certainly hope so. I I have a lot of concerns about our preparedness. Uh, I'm on the military personnel subcommittee. We're looking at how do we effectively uh, change things uh, around in our military recruitment. The two years ago, the army missed its recruitment goal by some 25%. They missed it again this year. And now they've decided to restructure and basically cut these positions that they can't recruit. They've got a hole here. And it's going to affect everyone. It's going to affect folks at our Fort Leonard Wood because we uh, train some 80,000 personnel down there a year. That's going to affect our economy. But more importantly, it's going to affect our readiness uh, if and when we have to go to war with China. That is our big concern right now. The Indo-PACOM and Xi Jinping, who's pals with Joe Biden, uh, him taking over Taiwan and that leading and escalating to a war. Congressman Mark Alford with us uh, on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line today. Congressman, uh, tomorrow President uh, Biden is going to be at the border in, uh, I believe, Brownsville. Eagle Pass is where President Trump is going to be. Uh, What do you expect uh, to happen down there? Well, I expect him to eat some ice cream. Uh, He'll probably call it gelato down there. You know, that's the Spanish term for ice cream. Uh, Yo quiero gelato. Uh, for the president of the United States. Uh, Why is he not going to Eagle Pass? We went there uh, 
the first of January, I went with 60 other congressional members, including the Speaker of the House, uh, and we saw firsthand the illegal aliens that were flooding into our sovereign nation because of this very president. He does not want to go uh, where it's actually happening. He wants to go on the fringes where uh, it's all under control and nothing is happening, uh, at least not to the extent that you would have an evil past. But look, this is a day late and a dollar short. This president let almost 9 million illegal aliens into our sovereign nation so far, 20,000 communist Chinese since October. We have had death and destruction because of uh, many of these uh, people who, who, who want to see nothing but harm come to us. Uh, we saw that recently with murder. If you Google, uh, Todd, if you Google uh, illegal migrants or illegal aliens and rape or murder, look at how many cases come up. This case in Georgia is getting the attention, but there are a myriad of cases where illegal aliens have come into our country and have assaulted, accosted, raped, and murdered our fellow citizens. No, it, it's a fair point. And by the way, you also may have to use the term undocumented uh, because, you know, no. in a lot of these cases, they won't call them what they really are, which is illegals. I have always called that when I was in the news media. I insisted on it, even though it's against the AP style book. They wanted to call them undocumented workers or right. migrants. Uh, there are three definitions, uh, legal definitions from the U.S. government, uh, illegal alien, resident alien and criminal alien. Words mean things. They certainly do. Um, and a congressman, we appreciate you pointing that out. I know your time is limited, but I, I do want to get to what's happening later this week. And again, a lot happening in Washington towards the end of the week with this looming government shutdown. Where do we stand on all of this? And what do you think is going to happen? We going to have a shutdown? Well, we, we very well may well have a shutdown. I don't think it will be a, a long-term shutdown, but I think it's going to light some fire into the people who, uh, look, they keep sending us home. Uh, and not doing the work that Congress should be doing. We should not have waited last year on the president. He was two months late in getting his budget uh, to us, and we use that as an excuse. We should have had our own budget. Why do they send us home for six weeks during summer when we still have appropriation bills to do? We finally got back and finally got eight of those done. We have four remaining, and yet uh, the work's not getting done. So we now have to work on fiscal year 25's budget once we get done with this. So, uh, look, if we've got to have a, a, a short-term slowdown of the government, it's not going to be a shutdown. It will be a partial shutdown, a, a slowdown of the government. If it's going to light the fire under the people that needs to get this done, then so be it. Congressman, uh, we appreciate your time as always. And, uh, again, I know it's a busy week for you guys. But uh, I think we've got to stand our ground on this one uh, with the with the shutdown. And we can't be financing Ukraine and ignoring what's happening on our southern border. So we really uh, just hope you guys hold the line. Well, we are certainly on Ukraine. You know, I've been preaching since this summer. We've got to have some answers of what victory looks like. And Zelensky will not tell us. I'm not interested in investing any more taxpayer dollars into victory for Ukraine and securing their border until we secure ours. And until we get some answers of what victory looks like, we don't need to be in another Vietnam or Afghanistan, for that matter, where it just lingers on and on and on. Tell us what victory looks like, and then the American people can decide. Fair enough. All right. Good man right here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Congressman Mark Alford. Congressman, thank you. Thank you, Todd.
All right. By the way, speaking of the illegals, did you hear what happened at the Seattle City Council meeting the other day? This is insane. So we're going to play some audio. Uh, the City Council was being asked to provide housing. So th- they were being told, you, City Council, have to use tax dollars to provide housing for the illegals. And the city's pushing back. And so I want you to hear what happened. Uh, cut number three. This is a, a this is City Council Member Kathy Moore. Cut number three. Nationally recognized programs for supporting affordable housing programs. In 2022, Lehigh opened George Fleming Place Apartments at Othello and 43rd. The building includes a hundred. Um, I'm going to take a point of personal privilege and request that we have police response. Uh, our physical safety is being threatened by the actions of the demonstrators outside banging on the windows, which could easily get broken, and we will have a mob scene. I'm asking for police presence to arrest those individuals. Don't even. Very much our security is in motion, and we know that there are several steps that have to happen before um, an actual removal can take place but thank you very much i appreciate that it is very loud Uh, it's more than loud it is a it is a physical threat to the safety of each of us on this council and it is a physical it is a threat to the operation of our civic institution and i want the record to be clear that i physically feel threatened i don't know about my colleagues the business of this council has been unnecessarily interrupted it continues to be interrupted um it is not appropriate and this action needs to be recognized um and we need to make sure that this does not happen going forward we are shutting down the operations of our democracy because of a mob action and it is not to be tolerated And the fact that they're still out there shouting also makes it impossible for the business to be conducted. I cannot hear the words of my colleague, Councilmember Morales, who is attempting to talk about uh, a designation of a street to somebody that has dedicated their life to the provision of affordable housing. It is a huge disrespect to this family and to the legacy of their father that I cannot hear the words that are being said by my colleagues. So something needs to be done out there in public space. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And we have now, uh, we've been in recess for since I think it was 2.55. And I am very concerned about the family that's been waiting for a really long time to be able to um, respond to this resolution. So I am feeling um, a sense of responsibility to uh, the sponsor of the legislation and to the family that's been here because it, because we took very good care of going through every necessary step to to make sure that the chambers was um, was empty, and so that would likely take a much longer time to continue to do the same thing outside of chambers. So, I would like to continue with this item. Okay, enough of this. So it goes on and on and on, and uh, the poor city council people, and you kind of feel bad for them because you know they're all leftists, right? They're all lefties. So they they wouldn't know a Nerf gun from an AR-15. But here's what needs to – I will tell you this. If this had happened in a southern a southern community, if a, if a city council had come into attack in a small southern town, uh, the, the head of the council, the mayor, would have said, all right, hold on just a second. Uh, council, uh, get out your AR-15s, lock and load, 
and then continue the meeting. And guess what would happen? The people would stop beating on the doors, right? They would stop. <laughs> this is insane. This is happening in Seattle. So it's, it is a mob action. That's what's going on here. Unbelievable. All right. Um, let's take a break. Uh, we'll go to the phones when we come back. 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. I'm not saying shoot them, but you can tase them. It'll leave a mark. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. Oh, don't forget, pre-order a copy of my new book. It's called Twilight's Last Gleaming in bookstores March 19th. And, man, we sure could use your help uh, spreading the word about uh, about the book. It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, I want you to read it. You're going to have a lot of there, – there's a lot to laugh at in this book. All right, uh, let's go to Frank in Georgia, WDUN, our great affiliate there. Hi, Frank. What's on your mind today? Hey, I go by St. Francis up here in uh, Lagainesville. We've had Toad hey, Suck and St. Francis. All right. <laughs> when you coming up, uh, coming down to Gainesville with your book tour? And Frank, this is, or St. Francis, this is a great question. Um, WTUN is going to be make. we're going to let them make the announcement. We don't want to scoop them. Uh, but uh, they're they're bringing me to town, and I can tell you it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's coming up pretty soon, I think. So so be listening to WDUN, and they're going to pass along that info. Well, I certainly don't want to get involved in any scooping, so we'll, we'll just <laughs> yeah, <no>. await that. <laughs> hey, listen, I had a thought. I was listening to the mayor of Athens down the road there from us, and I was just thinking, listening to him, all our little people around here are so anxious to get their kids to go to the University of Georgia and uh, experience uh, a great college life. And listen to him, one of the things he said in his press conference, uh, he was an educator. And that tells me that he's probably got a tie there with the university. So uh, what I'm thinking is we've got a little Madison, Wisconsin, or Berkeley, California, right here in our own backyard. And uh, I just uh, think that's kind of ironic. We worry about all these other places that are so liberal. But I think we've got one right here down the road from us. And, and that could be the case, Frank. And, and that's a big challenge when we've got people from other parts of the country. Uh, they want to move to the southern states. They like our, you know, our climate. They, um, you know, like our, you know, low tax rate. They like our good-looking women, and uh, but the problem is they bring their politics with them, and it, it really screws up a great town like uh, like Athens. And I remember as a college kid going to Athens, wow, this I'm about to date myself. Remember the B-52s? Great band back in the day. Um, well, but, I don't remember the B-52s, but I know the airplane, the B-52. Yeah, yeah I know it very well. <laughs> well, there you go. Believe it or not, though, this guy may be homegrown. Um, and no, he's not. Um, I believe it turns out I'm looking at this guy's Wikipedia and he was a school administrator in Northeast Georgia, but he was born in Rhode Island. Then the family moved to Oakland, California. Well, there you go. Rhode Island to California to Athens, Georgia. Well, that works. That's it. That's it. How long has he been there? 
Um, I don't have that. Oh, he was born in Maine. I'm sorry. He was born in Bath, Maine. So maybe our friends at WLOB could give us some uh, some guidance here. That's right. Yeah, give us some some good intelligence here. We need it. And uh, his anyway, wife, yeah, his wife is one of these hyphenated things. So it's it's one of those relationships. Oh, great. Well, listen, I really enjoy your show. And uh, when you get to town here in Gainesville, I'll be sure and come by and say hello. St. Francis, look forward to meeting you. So appreciate you calling in. By the way, this guy, the mayor, Gertz, he was uh, on the side of Black Lives Matter during the BLM protest, and he called for the removal of a Confederate monument on Broad Street there in Athens. So this guy is not, not just a liberal. He's a leftist. So there you go. All right, got to take a break here, folks. Our telephone number, 901-260-5926. Oh, he's also one of these guys who ordered his citizens to shelter in place during the China virus pandemic. So, yeah, he's a masked lib. We'll be right back. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. Good to have you with us. Uh, Coming up Sunday, I'll be speaking at First Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas. That's the the unofficial book launch. So if you'd like an early copy of the book, uh, come to to worship service uh, Sunday, uh, this coming Sunday at the First Baptist Church in Dallas, uh, then in D.C. for a big event with the House Freedom Caucus. That's going to be a lot of fun and uh, doing a book signing and meet and greet. And then next Wednesday, off to Santa Barbara, and I'll be speaking to students at the Young America's Foundation, uh, their big high school conference. So uh, looking forward to meeting a lot of our listeners across the country. And, of course, uh, you can pre-order a copy of the new book, Twilight's Last Gleaming, wherever you buy your books. Well, if you're watching NBC over the weekend, you learned something very interesting. If you believe that your rights are derived from Almighty God, that makes you a Christian nationalist. Uh, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. I know our next guest has something to say about that. Our good buddy, Tony Perkins, president of the Family Research Council. Tony, hope you're doing good today. John, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm really, I was a little puzzled by this uh, back and forth between Politico's national investigative correspondent and um, and the, the, the team there at NBC News. I know that you and Brian Birch, the president of Catholic Vote, have both pinned a letter to Politico. Uh, what are you concerned about here? Well, Heidi Prisabella, who is the uh, national investigative correspondent last Friday on MSNBC, you know, she revealed a couple of things here. One of one of two things. Either um, she has no understanding of American history or she thinks enough Americans are ignorant that she can pull one over on us. And that is basically saying that if you, as you just laid out, if you believe that your rights come from God, then you're a Christian nationalist. So I guess Thomas Jefferson was a Christian nationalist since he wrote the preamble to the Declaration of Independence that recognized that we are endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights, among them life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The founders understood that our rights were not given to us by government, rather they were to be protected by government. And so this is a this is a really 
I would say almost a watershed-ish uh, moment where the media is revealing their hostility, open hostility, these foundational truths, or, uh, Todd, they don't know them. Maybe, maybe, this is tr- maybe she was being genuine and she's just a product of leftist education in America. Do, do you buy into this notion of, of Christian nationalism? Because the way it, it, it sounds as if they're defining it in such a way that anybody who um, anybody who's a Christian and anybody who loves America, well, you can't you can't be both. And, and if you are, then right. you're a bad person. You're right. It, this is look, there's nothing new here. I, I, you, you and I have both been around a while. I go back to when I was a kid. I used to watch uh, Jerry Falwell. In fact, my ambition was to go to Liberty University one day, and eventually I did. And uh, Jerry Falwell became a mentor of mine. But he was, you know, he was the religious right, the moral majority, and and so there was these uh, pejorative terms that they've used over the years to try to marginalize the voice of of Christians involved in the political process. Well, the problem is they've been embraced, like a religious right. It's been embraced, and therefore it, it lost its sting. So they had to roll out a new one, and this Christian nationalism. Well, nationalism, you know, when you look back in history, that has kind of a lot of, it's, it sounds eerie, sounds scary. Uh, but what they're describing is the moral majority. They're describing the Christian right. It's the same group that they're describing, those who have you just said embrace both the the Bible and their Christian faith and the country, and they love the country. They love the Bible, they love God, they love country, love apple pie, uh, and probably throw in baseball, but they're Christian nationalists. Do you get the impression, Tony, or get the sense that this is all part of a, maybe it's not coordinated, but it does seem that we're moving towards this time where even the basic, um, the basic Christian uh, who just goes to church on Sunday is all of a sudden looked upon with suspicion? It's partly that, but it's also this, Todd. This is this. It is coordinated. Okay, first of all, it, it, it is coordinated. There, you know, there are others that just kind of hop on the wagon. This is about voter suppression. Okay, this stuff. Look, I, I, I wrote about this a number of years ago with uh, the late Bishop Harry Jackson. We wrote about this in a book, Personal Faith, Public Policy about how at election time this stuff all rolls out. This is about trying to intimidate those people who are believers, who are Christians, believe in God, believe the Bible, from speaking out about political issues lest they be labeled a Christian nationalist. So this is because those folks have influence. You know, people, your listeners, they have influence in influencing the way other people vote. And especially we mo- we are motivated from our faith, and we see things as being either right or wrong, or, uh, you know, truth or a lie, and they want us to shrink back into the shadows. They don't want us to influence other people in terms of voting, and they don't want us to vote. This is about voter suppression. You hear all the time, all the Republicans, voter suppression. This, Todd, is voter suppression. Tony Perkins on the Family Research Council on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line uh, today. Tony, use a term. Uh, I heard you speak at NRB and used a term that our listeners may not be familiar with, but I think we all need to be. Uh, the, the term is called what? Sage cons. 
Sage guns. It's it's really the core of the evangelical. It's spiritually active, governance-engaged conservatives. It was a term that was coined by George Barna in doing research on a lot of your listeners, uh, certainly our supporters, who are involved politically because of their faith. These are the Christian nationalists that they want to talk about because we, as as the Jesus described us in Matthew as being salt and light, that means you influence the world around you. Those are sage cons. We get involved in these things, and it's not just politics. We get involved in the local homeless shelter, or we, uh, you know, we mentor young people. You know, whatever it might be, it's an extension of our faith. And this is what they don't want, because we see people of faith see things very clearly. We're not in this, you know, we don't go along with this postmodern world where there is no right or wrong. And, and that's frightening to them, because they want to be able to make the rules up as they go. Yeah, I was, uh, I was someone during a break, somebody in the Memphis area sent me a video of a, of a church. And it's a pretty conservative church. They actually saying the national the black national anthem in a worship service and i'm sitting back here going wow okay um what is going on here you know you look at at where churches are in america and i don't know if it's just this post-covid world we're in right now tony but i'm wondering you know are you are you are you seeing churches wanting to engage the culture or are churches getting infected with this wokeness out there both both um, you, you see the, the spread of the wokeness, which is spreading further, uh, faster than COVID did. Um, and, but, but here is there's a surefire vaccination that will keep you from getting the woke virus. It's called the Bible. And, uh, and so those churches that actually believe the Bible and teach the Bible, uh, they are growing because people are leaving the woke churches and they're moving to those churches that are rooted in the truth and willing to speak out about the truth and not blinded by political correctness and fear. And so it's both. But but I can tell you that the churches that are engaging are growing because people see the, 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 the really the, the dire situation our country is in, and they realize they can't stand on the sidelines any longer. And, and by the way, Todd, for those of your listeners that might want to see if they're a SAGECON, we've got a little quick survey they can take. They can text the word SAGECON, S-A-G-E-C-O-N, to the number 67742. That's 67742, the word SAGECON. They can take a survey, and they'll get the results as to whether or not they are a SAGECON. I think it's it's terrific. And, uh, again, big events coming up, and we're going to bring you on to talk more about those uh, as we move into the election year. Uh, but it is so vitally important to get for especially SAGECON voters to get out and engage the process. You know, Tony, if you go back and you take Jerry Falwell Sr. out of the equation – I don't think you would have had a Ronald Reagan uh, win back in 1980. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Uh, Because he led Christians, evangelicals, what they would call today Christian nationalists, to vote their faith and to engage and engage their neighbors. And it did give us Ronald Reagan. And here's some other news for you, Todd. It was the same folks that, that helped Donald Trump become president and put three Supreme Court justices onto the court that moved America back to being a predominantly uh, pro-life nation again. There you go, Tony, triggering people on the show. I tell you, you got the, the little woke evangelicals just got triggered. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, uh, Tony, we're going to leave it there. Uh, it was great seeing you, by the way. It's exciting to, you know, the staff, y'all, you guys are, are just crushing it. And uh, look forward to seeing you later this fall at, at the big event in D.C. Yes, and I'm I'm looking forward to having you on my program to talk about your book when it comes out. I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm I'm not good at I'm good at asking the questions. I I don't think I'm that good at answering. You know, it's kind of I don't know, but I'm looking I'll forward to out. it. We'll I'll help good. you out. I'll coach you. Thank you, Tony. I, you're a good man. All right, the great Tony Perkins, <laughs> everybody. Starts. All right, thanks, now Tony. Uh, yeah, Tony's one of the best, and this guy is so influential. And he has a, he has the ear of a lot of people, a lot of important people in Washington. And he's the kind of person that you need, just um, just a really good man. All right, uh, we've got to take a quick break here, so hang tight. 901-260-5926. Uh, question of the day, and of course the breaking news, Mitch McConnell says he's stepping down from leadership. Who do you want to see leading Senate Republicans? 901-260-5926. So we are halfway through our first week of fundraising for our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom. And I'm I'm just honest as can be, folks, we're off to a slow start. Not a rocky start, but we're off to a slow start, and we need your help. Uh, ADF, the Nonprofit Legal Defense Fund, they stand up every day defending our first freedoms, including freedom of speech and freedom of religion. And they have two very important critically important cases that are heading to the Supreme Court, which is why they need our help. And you can join ADF in their fight. Here's how you do it. There is a Stand with ADF banner at the very top of ToddSterns.com, and that's where you can go. Click on that banner, and it'll take you to the website where you can make a donation, whatever you can contribute. Folks, let's do it today. Give your gift today and make a critical difference I'm telling you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make a difference. I want you to listen to ADF Vice President Ryan Bangert. Very simple. Do it for the next generation. Do it for yourself. Do it for the truth. ADF exists to advance the God-given right to live and speak the truth. And by God's grace, we're winning. Parents do have the right to raise their children in the way that's consistent with their beliefs. People in the marketplace do have the right to practice their profession in a way that meets their conscience. So when you do speak the truth, it resonates. And that's why I would say, please uh, support ADF because we're standing not just for our clients, but for everyone who wants to speak the truth. You can make a one-time gift or a monthly gift of $10, $100, or even more. It's all going to help Alliance Defending Freedom fight these critical court battles for men and women just like you and the folks that you go to church with. By the way, since 2011, ADF, they've won 15 times at the Supreme Court. So again, ToddSterns.com, click on the banner, or you can call them 855-417-6556. That's 855-417-6556. All right, just got a text from somebody who said, uh, Starnes, wait a second. Why isn't McConnell just stepping down now? Why is he waiting until November to uh, step down from his leadership position? I'm going to I'm gonna answer that question, and I, I, I don't think you're going to like the answer. But the reason why McConnell is staying in leadership is he is going to try and sabotage Trump's reelection campaign. And hear me out on this. McConnell has yet to endorse Donald Trump for the White House. The only man in Republican leadership who has not endorsed Donald Trump. So I think that we are going to see Mitch McConnell unhinged and unplugged, uh, doing his best 
to sabotage the campaign. Now, another interesting item. Uh, this is coming from our good friend Chad Pergram over at Fox. Sources are telling him that Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton is considering a run for the leadership slot, and he is actually be, being encouraged to do so. So I'm curious to hear from our Arkansas listeners what you think about Tom Cotton. He can get a, he can get a little squirrely. I, I'm not too terribly convinced that Tom Cotton is going to be the guy that we need in that um, in that leadership position. 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. Coming up, uh, we're going to be talking to Kyle Kirkland running for Congress in California's 20th Congressional District. Now, Kirkland, that's McCarthy's old district. Uh, so we're going to be talking to him uh, about immigration and the economy coming up after after the break. Where is the story I was looking at here? Uh, all right, so here we go. This is from Washington, D.C. ICE now confirming that it that illegal aliens are suspects in a D.C. comp shooting and the death of a two-year-old in Maryland. Authorities have verified that individuals involved in that shooting and the separate fatal shooting of a two-year-old boy in Maryland were, in fact, illegals. Three officers were shot. This was on Valentine's Day while they were executing an animal cruelty warrant, the illegal from Jamaica. So there you go. Also, out of Virginia, a Venezuelan national is also believed to be responsible for sexually assaulting a small child. Elections have consequences, ladies and gentlemen. What do you want me to tell you? Now, back to this mayor, Kelly Gertz, from Athens, Georgia. This is a big deal. So it turns out Gertz is a far leftist. He was born in Maine, member of the Democrat Party, moved to Georgia, spent some time in Oakland, which is probably where he got radicalized. No, Oakland, California, not Georgia. Very good people in Oakland, Georgia. During the Black Lives Matter protest in 2020, Mayor Gertz joined protesters in calling for the removal of a Confederate monument. He also opposed Governor Brian Kemp's announcement that non-essential Georgia businesses like gyms and hair salons could reopen during the China virus pandemic. And this guy's a school teacher, so the problem is he's probably radicalized a lot of school children in northeast Georgia. The mayor was um, elected in 2019. So there you go. And he was a teacher and school administrator. And by the way, this man said, and I want you, I want to be clear about this, the mayor said that the worst thing that's happening right now, he's blaming it on Donald Trump, Charlottesville, and people who are not nice to illegal aliens. He said those are the bigger problems in America right now. Not the fact that for the first time in 30 years, somebody was killed on the UGA campus, the University of Georgia campus. That's your mayor. And that's the problem, by the way. That's the problem. This guy needs to be run out of town. Mayor Gertz, Kelly Gertz. All right, uh, we've got to take a break here, folks. We're going to the phone lines, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Stick around, folks. This is the Todd Stern Show. 
Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starks. Oh, yeah. And hello, everybody. Welcome to Hour 3 of The Big Show. Happy to have you with us today. Welcome, one and all. Our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Very anxious to talk to our next guest on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. He wants to replace Kevin McCarthy in the Congress. And uh, this guy, it's it's a fascinating uh, background. He was the uh, longtime chairman of Steinway and sons of the musical company so pianos uh, whatnot uh saved that company and uh, just did an extraordinary job uh he uh, is also president of the kirkland foundation a 501c3 charity that supports animal welfare efforts there in the central valley of california and uh, is the owner of club one casino uh kyle kirkland joins us today kyle good to have you with us Hey, Todd. Thanks for having me on the show. So sort of like a, a renaissance man, I guess, Kyle, uh, a man of a very, very, I'm trying to connect the dots here between, you know, rescuing cats and casinos. Yeah, 61 years in, I'm still trying to figure out what the what my role is. The good news is my 85-year-old mom is, still thinks I can make something of myself if I keep trying. So. Well, that's good. You know, we're working on. <laughs> I'm sure it'll happen. I know this is, look, uh, you've got a, you've had a great career in business uh, and philanthropy. Why in the world would you want to jump into politics? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I look at the, I, I live in a blue state, right? But I happen to live in a, a red district in a blue state. And when uh, Speaker McCarthy stepped down, I talked to some of my guys and said, hey, well, you know, is there an opportunity for me out there? And we concluded that there was. I'm a, in my entire career, I've seen problems and tried to solve them. And what I see in Congress is, an awful lot of problems and not a lot of folks out there with the skill set or the experience or the temperament, maybe even the motivation to fix them. And so I'm excited about the race. As I spend time in the district and talk to people, what I'm finding is they are very disillusioned with the status quo and the finger pointing and the standoff. And they want somebody that can get in and get results. So I was, that's what I'm about. I was speaking to a group of Republicans in Santa Clarita County. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and they told me to a person, they said, you know, we're really frustrated because we don't want people to leave California. We need Republicans. We need conservatives to stay and and fight the good fight. Um, Would you agree with that assessment? And and what do you guys need to do in California to to try and and gain some ground against the Democrats? Well, you know, I wholeheartedly agree. There's an awful lot of folks out here that feel like, you know, California – is you know too far removed from the mainstream for most people and so they're leaving and i routinely run into friends of mine in business that you know they've moved to south carolina or nevada or new hampshire florida texas and that is happening and it's problematic for california because the top one percent californians pay over half of our income tax that's what our budget is so that's why you've seen governor newsom struggle with with a big budget deficit right now. So I think what we have to do is get back to some more reasonable policies. It has to be that, you know, if you, if you happen to be successful or 
if you're a business, you're not inherently evil. You're, you know, actually, you, you should be courted and kept in, in state. And I don't see that happening. But the, the good news is, I think even the Democrats are starting to realize, like, okay, we have a problem. This is not good because we're going to have, you know, wealth and brain drain out of the state, and and that's not good. So, um, you know, to, to change it, I think we need a change in mindset. And um, but one of the things I've found, Todd, going through the the district is. You know, there's an awful lot of like-minded folks out there that agree that the problems that we face are it, they transcend sort of demographic, economic, and political grounds. Everybody's concerned about the border. Everyone's concerned about cost of living. People are concerned about crime in California. You know, some areas water and energy, but for the most part, the big three are are um, uh, border, high cost of living, and crime. It's it's been a head scratcher for me. Uh, Southern California that was the birth of the modern day you know conservative movement, and uh, this was right. a state that gave us Ronald Reagan, and yet now and Calif- Richard Nixon and Richard Nixon yes, <laughs> and 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 again Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, well, all right, Let's stop with Reagan. Uh, no, I cover it. No, I was actually I anchored the news in Sacramento during the uh, Schwarzenegger years, and he was a very nice guy. Okay. I'm not too sure about some of the policies, though. But but the point yeah. of that being is what happened to California. So you know, I don't know, but certainly we have a history of you know, if not conservative. Uh, just being reasonable. I mean, I look at someone like Ronald Reagan, and you know, that was the first guy that I voted for. And I remember Ronald Reagan and Tip O'Neill, right? Maybe I'm aging myself, but uh, you know, those guys were at the opposite ends of the political spectrum and could sit down and you know share some Irish whiskey and Irish stories and figure things out. And I think we've gotten away from that. It may be just that you know the enthusiasm for for the Democrats with their super majorities in terms of pursuing liberal policies get them distracted, but what I'm finding is that those policies and that pendulum has swung too far. If you look at Prop 47 in our state, which basically made it okay for you know criminals to do smash and grabs in stores and breaking your car and never face consequences, now you've got a serious push from both Republicans and Democrats to say, okay, that's too much. We need to, to dial that back. Um, so you know, candidly, some of this, the hyper-liberal policies that have happened here in California are backfiring, and even the Democrats are starting to figure out that, okay, we need to, we need to move, move in the other direction because this isn't working. Uh, and by the way, folks, uh, Kyle Kirkland on our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line running for Congress in uh, California, Kevin McCarthy's old district. Kyle, I'm curious about, about your border policies. What do you think the answer here is? What do, what do we need to be doing as a country right now when it comes to our border? Well, you know, as a business guy, when I look at the borders, it's it's obvious to me. You know, President uh, President Trump had a no vacancy sign up. We have four hundred thousand people here trying to come across, and then President Biden, day one, executive order took it down, um, and we went to two point two million people a year trying to you know, storm the borders. We we need to make our borders secure with physical, virtual, and natural borders, and I believe we have the tools and resources to do that. Other countries with fewer resources, and frankly. Most talented people have done that. We also need to enforce our laws. I, you know, legal immigration is vital to America. It's vital to certainly the Central Valley where I am and agriculture up here. But it has to be legal. And, you know, so many people are frustrated because it's fundamentally unfair to let folks sort of storm the border and then just open them up to free health care, housing, you know, food, resources. When others are 
you know, frankly, struggling to pay for that for their own families. So um, my, if when I'm elected to Congress, my first task is to get myself smart. I'm a business guy. I'm not going to tell you I'm the expert on it, but I would certainly go to the folks at the border, listen to what's going on, figure out, okay, what's the, what's the math behind the problem? How many folks are coming in? How do we, you know, apply resources to that? But we need a fundamental understanding that we don't have the resources and infrastructure in California, frankly, in the United States to handle the inflow of immigrants. Again, the good news is the Democrats are seeing that now. You see that in in New York, Chicago, Denver, these Democratic cities and sanctuary cities that once they have an inflow, they're like, whoa, whoa, okay, it's too much, right? We need to do something. So uh, first and foremost, we need to let the world know that it's not a free-for-all at the border and that we're going to enforce our laws and then just start, you know, chipping away at it like we would any other business problem. All right. Uh, we're going to leave it there. Kirkland2024.com is the website. That's Kirkland2024.com. And uh, you guys have primary election day coming up, March 5th. Big next, day. Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Super Tuesday. All right. Well, Kyle, best of luck to you. Hey, Todd, thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. You got it. Kyle Kirkland, everybody, running for Congress, District 20 there in California. And uh, you can go to his website, kirkland2024.com, and um, and check out all of his policies. But this is Kevin McCarthy's old, um, old congressional district. All right, we've got to take a quick break here. Uh, folks, our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Not only are we uh, looking for your, your selections on who should replace Kevin McCarthy, but also... Uh, Vice President for Donald Trump, Newsmax conducting their national poll, and they want to know, who do you think Trump ought to pick? Uh, You can take part in the Newsmax poll by texting the word SKIP to 39747. That's SKIP to 39747. Uh, President Trump would like to know your opinion. He watches Newsmax all the time, as do I, and uh, we want your voice to be heard. So vote right now. Text the word SKIP to 39747, and we We'll send you the results of that poll. We'll be right back. All right, Joe Biden just had his physical. And he uh, told reporters that the doctor said that he looks too young. That's a little diaper rash. Otherwise, he's doing pretty good, Uh, Joe Biden. Anybody really believe that? Come on. All right. Uh, welcome back. By the way, I, I want to play this audio. The mayor of Memphis, Tennessee, has um, got a, um, a solution to the crime problem in our city. Uh, he said that uh, he's been meeting privately, holding secret meetings with high-ranking gang leaders. And I think it's interesting the way this was set up. The mayor asked for the meeting so the mayor is going to the gang bangers on bended knee and of course we call him mayor brother man uh mayor brother man is going on bented knee to the gang leaders and begging them for a ceasefire they want a seven-day ceasefire now to give you some context here so paul young is the is the new mayor has had zero political experience zero and a lot of people were shocked that he got a, got a, got elected. Only twenty something thousand people came out to vote for him, but that was enough. 
1.3 million folks live in this area, 600-plus thousand in the city, but only 20-something thousand. That was it. Anyway, uh, Dylan, what was it? He came out uh, during his inauguration, and uh, they he had music, right? He came out, and it was uh, some sort of a three, is it three-dog mafia? Is that what they call it? Three-six mafia. Three-six, three-dog night. Yeah, same thing. Sorry. I don't think it is, actually. <laughs> I'm just going to Probably say. not. But the lyrics to the song are so bad, we can't even play it. I, I You'd be bleeping till the cows come home. Dylan would be sitting back there, what the bleep is bleepity bleep bleep? I got to bleep these bleeps. I will say it's a good hype song, but not for a mayor. No. <laughs> Unless you're the mayor of Thug City here with these gangs. Mm. And I didn't realize we had that many gangs in Memphis. So anyway, the mayor comes out and they... He said that the solution to all of this is to get the gangbangers, uh, get them jobs, and also to have more activities like Zumba in the community centers. Uh, let's listen to the mayor of Memphis, Tennessee. Cut 10. And my ask for them in that conversation was, can we get a seven-day ceasefire? Just seven days where there's no shooting, no killing. And they said, yeah, we would be willing to do that. And they gave me a couple of caveats. The other thing they said was, well, you know, our young guys, they need money. They need money in their pockets. That's the way you can change it. Gang members said young want good jobs and the upskilling needed to get them. Gang leaders also telling Mayor Young. We don't have programs at, at our community centers. We don't have things to do. So we go out, we steal cars, and we ride around with our friends. I never would imagine that the mayor would be talking to us directly. If you come to our hood, if you come over there and ask them to put the guns down, they will do it because they never seen anybody like you in their community talking directly to them. Now, this is interesting. Um, I went to salary.com just to type in the base salary of a gangbanger. And they don't have that information. I'm I'm surprised. But um, do we have, is it what is it the zipline recruiter? Is that a, so? Can we go to LinkedIn and uh, check out if we have any average base salary of a gangster? My question is, how much are these kids? How much are these kids wanting? Because something tells me that the kids going out there selling the you know stealing the Dodge Chargers are not going to be satisfied. With working what ten bucks, fifteen bucks, eighteen bucks an hour, over at Church's Fried Chicken, or I don't know, Bucky's. Well, Bucky's, you can make some pretty good money there. I mean, it's six figures for management of Bucky's, and all the beaver nuggets you can eat. That's a pretty good deal right there. But I'm curious. Do you think that's the right call here, ladies and gentlemen? Should the mayors of our cities? hold private confabs with gangbangers, and and try to reach some sort of a truce. Now, what I find interesting, and the local media didn't pick up on this, but the, the meeting was two weeks ago where they reached this agreement. But there have been at least a half a dozen, if not more, shootings. But the mayor's telling us, well, those weren't the gangbangers. Well, how does he know that? How does the mayor know that gangbangers aren't out there shooting all these people? Well, they give me their word, Don. They give me their word. All right, well, all right. Maybe, maybe, Mayor Brother Man, I don't know. But it just sort of seems weird 
that we as a city in Memphis, Tennessee, are negotiating with terrorists. I mean, that's what the gangbangers are. They're terrorists. They're criminals. They don't have to be criminals, but they choose to be criminals, and they are. And so now we have City Hall out there uh, saying, well, you know what? We, um, maybe, we, maybe, maybe it's us. Of course, we're driving children to a life of crime because we don't have enough macrame classes down at the local community center. And that may be the case. I don't know. But there you go, the mayor of Memphis, Tennessee. You can't make this stuff up. You really can't. All right, um, I have a question for you. Do you eat cereal for, for dinner? Any of you out there? I was listening to Ben Teeter on our flagship station earlier today, a radio station KWAM, and the chief executive officer for Kellogg's, which is the cereal people, uh, in a little hot water. And he's saying that, well, what people need to do, if you can't afford to go buy potted meat or Vienna sausages for the children, if you can't afford that for supper, then maybe you should just get a big old box of their cereal and start eating cereal for dinner. Do you, is that the answer here? I mean, the poor guy's catching a lot of grief, but he's, you know, his job as the chief executive officer of Kellogg is to get as many people to eat as much cereal as humanly possible. I'm a big fan of the Cascadia Farms brand. You know, you gotta have your you gotta have your fiber intake. You reach a certain age, it is what it is. I'm just saying. So anyway, we're gonna play some of that audio uh, coming up. Do you have a problem with the head honcho at Kellogg saying just eat more cereal for dinner? That is a solution to Bidenomics. Nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. That's nine zero one. Two six zero five nine two six. We'll explore that that topic. All right, hang tight, everybody. We'll be right back. Can we get Kim Commando on the line? <laughs> I've got a tech problem. Have you guys experienced? I'm look. I'm a big Apple guy. Um, all my products are Mac products, and I I've been having an issue with my laptop over the past couple of days. Whenever I charge the laptop, the thing gets super hot, and the, the laptop is not that old. Maybe two years old, if that. So I'm wondering, is there a reason why? What is going on here? So if any of you guys have experienced this with your MacBooks, uh, I would be curious to know. I'm just afraid, Dylan, uh, during our live broadcast here, there's going to be like an explosion, you know, the, the poof. But I, I can't figure out what's causing it to just heat up like that. And uh, normally it has a little fan. I have the same problem. Is that right? Yeah, what I have your- like the 2020 MacBook Pro. It's not that old, but uh, yeah, it sounds like a jet engine when I started up. It sounds like a little weed whacker. My 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 lap gets really hot, and I have to start sweating. And you know, all right, let's leave it there. Thank you, Dylan. All right, I am. Are you sure that's the laptop computer? All right, <laughs> just just checking. 
Uh, so anyway, if any of you folks have, give me a holler if you've been able to figure out, resolve what the issue is. You know what? You take it down to the Apple Store, and uh, one of the things I've noticed about the Apple Store, and I, I don't mean to, I'm not, I'm just going to speak in broad terms. All right, this is not any particular Apple Store, but when you you talk to the experts at the Apple Store, they really don't know anything, right? It's all these are the same folks that are taking your order at Popeyes or Bojangles. I'm just saying it's true. So and so if you're if you've got a serious problem with your Mac and you take it down to the Apple store, you may not be satisfied with the customer service you're getting. I'm just saying. But anyway, 901-260-5926 our number. All right, I want to play this audio from the chief executive officer of Kellogg's and he's in a little hot water over this, but take a listen. The cereal category has always been quite affordable, and it tends to be a great destination when consumers are under pressure. So some of the things that we're doing is first messaging. we got to reach the consumer where they are. So we're advertising about cereal for dinner. If you think about the cost of cereal for a family versus what they might otherwise do, that's going to be much more affordable. The other places that we like to go is we talk about making sure we have the right pack at the right price in the right place. So having a different size pack that'll have a different price point, that'll take some pressure off the consumer while they're shopping. So those are some of the things that we're doing. But in in general, the cereal category is a place that a lot of folks might come to because the price of a bowl of cereal with with milk and with fruit is less than a dollar. So you can imagine why a consumer under pressure might find that to be a good place to go. Right. I'm all for innovation and marketing, but the idea of having cereal for dinner um, is there the potential for that to land the wrong way? Uh, we don't think so. In fact, it's landing really well right now, Carl. When we look at all of our data, of course, we would know that breakfast cereal is the number one choice for in-home consumption. We understand that for breakfast. It turns out that over 25% of our consumption is outside the breakfast occasion. A lot of it's at dinner, and that, that occasion continues to grow, as well as the snacking occasion. But um, cereal for dinner is something that is is probably more on trend now, and we would expect to continue as that consumer is under pressure. I have to admit, as a busy mom, I've had cereal for dinner <laughs> more than once recently. So, Gary, I guess uh, maybe right, your marketing that makes you is, a bad is working mom. on me. All right. Well, thank you there. Um, all right. So, look, here's the deal. I don't necessarily have a problem with this. I mean, it beats the alternative, right? Starving. So, I mean, if you've got like a big old box of Fruity Pebbles. Ooh, uh, what's the, uh, I wasn't a big fan of Cocoa Puffs, right? Everybody, what is, what was the phrase? Everybody goes cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Wasn't a big Cocoa Puffs. I like Count Chocula back in the day. And what was the, um, what were the chocolatey pebbles? Is that what they were called? <laughs> Dylan, you had Fruity Pebbles, but there was a chocolate version. Oh, Cocoa Pebbles. I think it is Cocoa Pebbles. pebbles. Yeah. All right, and who is the, there's Count Chocula. I haven't had that one. Mm. I, I'm not a big fan. I never was a fan of, like, Lucky Charms. Oh, the, yeah. The, um, oh, what was it? The uh, the Marshmallows. That's just That's a, the Lucky Charms. Oh, is that the Lucky Charms? Yeah. I would always pick out the, the grain and eat the marshmallows. Yeah, really? As a kid. I, as a kid. I wasn't a big fan. It's, I don't know. There's something ma- not magically delicious about it for me. <laughs> but Really sugary. Yeah, there you go. But there's nothing wrong, ladies and gentlemen, with breakfast for dinner, right? I mean, how many of us have actually had, you know, you, you get a hankering for some bacon and some eggs, and so you 
scramble up your eggs and you have some bacon and bacon make some biscuits by the way um if you're making biscuits in the south you know i've noticed this uh, when i'm passing that aisle uh dylan and this is just an observation i was at the super low which is like our locally owned grocery store chain you used to work at super low yeah bag and groceries Good place so anyway i'm i'm dry i'm doing a drive-by in the grocery cart trying to get i don't know where i was trying to get to in the market but anyway i passed by you know the canned biscuit aisle mm-hmm. and it's really funny because you can tell the southern women this is like a southern thing but like the southern women will give the eye to another southern woman who actually buys canned biscuits mm, like they make them themselves you got to make them scratch you got to make them from scratch a lot of people know how to do that here. southern street cred yeah so i'm i'm getting sidelined sidetracked here so i unplugged the macbook and it is it's cooling down so i'm wondering if it just heats up while you are charging but it shouldn't do that is no. what i'm trying to say and i'm wondering if they're making these things where they don't last as long as they used to oh apple does that I, that's that's for sure i feel like those people at the store just are just salespeople. you'll just go home with a new device oh man. oh absolutely mm-hmm. uh sir uh it looks like you could use a new iphone yeah probably does <laughs> Not buying one, though. Good try. I'm just saying. But anyway, back to breakfast for dinner. I, look, um, you got to feed your family. If that's what you can feed your family, that's what you can feed your family with. I know in the South, when uh, we were growing up, um, you folks down in Louisiana may know this, uh, may remember this, but uh, whenever it was wash day, mom would always make the, put on a big old pot of red beans and rice. And that was what you, you know, when she had to do the laundry, washing the clothes and drying, all that kind of, that's what we had, red beans and rice with um, maybe some andouille sausage back in the day. Um, when my grandparents, my grandparents used to love to tell this story back in the Depression, they would go to school and they would have a pail, and in that pail would be bread and you would have bacon grease. And you would smear the you would smear the bread with the bacon grease. That's what they had back in the day. So you ate what you had. But the reality today is people shouldn't have to do that. But they're having to make those kinds of decisions because of Joe Biden and the Democrats and their economic policies. People weren't having to live like that when Donald Trump was president. So elections do have consequences. And I hate it for a lot of people who are having to go hungry uh but the good news is you know cereal is cheap you know you may not be able to buy jiff peanut butter you may have to buy the off brand but everybody's having to make ends meet and i'm telling you i see it every single day when i'm at the supermarket you see it where people are really you can see them wince when the uh, they get the total there even after they type in their kroger or scan their kroger card i'm just saying there are a lot of things worse out there 901-260-5926, our number, that's 901-260-5926. So uh, we've got to talk about our friends over at Alliance Defending Freedom. We are midway through our big fundraising effort with Alliance Defending Freedom, and these folks are out there every single day, every single day, fighting for our freedom. And they've got a couple of big cases coming up at the Supreme Court, and we want to do our part to help them out. So all this month, we are raising money for our friends at ADF. 
Uh, if you go to my website right now, there is a stand with ADF banner at the top of the page, and we would love for you to give us a uh, give us a helping hand. And you can donate five dollars, ten, a hundred, whatever you feel that you can give. Your donation is greatly appreciated. Again, Alliance Defending Freedom. Go to tonsterns.com, click on the banner at the top of the page. You can also phone in your gift, 855-417-6556. That's 855-417-6556. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you guys. Uh, let's <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Ray in Tennessee, uh, listening to us on WTJS, our great affiliate in West Tennessee, wants to weigh in on cereal for breakfast. All right, Ray, you got? Do you have a problem with eating cereal for breakfast? Oh, I got a huge problem. Of course, I, I do have I do have granola and fruit for, for my breakfast most a lot of mornings. Well, you got to have the fiber and the fruit. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's right. It's important. But the, kind of, the kind of cereal they're talking about. Uh, what it's going to do is going to make a, it's going to increase obesity. It's going to increase uh, heart disease. It's going to increase diabetes because a high carbohydrate diet does that to people. And we we got a problem in this country that people don't they don't uh, they, they don't put their mind over their stomach. They let their stomach rule their mind. It's a fair point. Um, I'm looking at the the Kellogg's brand. And you've got Raisin Bran, not a big fan. You've got Frosted Mini Wheats and the Frosted Flakes, and that's uh, that's loaded with sugar. Uh, but for me, I always do the 2% milk. That makes it healthy in my mind. I like sweet acidophilus when we can get it at the store, but it's hard to get at the store anymore. The, the what? What do you like? It's called sweet. It's called acidophilus. Is that it's, Greek? It's, it's, it's like a 2% milk, but it's got, a, it's got an enzyme... Uh, in it that uh, bacteria, a special bacteria that's kind of like what's in yogurt that's good for your digestion. You can get it down, I guess. So, Ray, I'm a I'm a Prairie <laughs> Farms guy myself. Well, I think I think Prairie Farms has has acidophilus milk. It usually comes in a yellow carton, I think. Oh, is that is that like buttermilk or something? I have never heard of no, this. It's 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 uh it's it's. It tastes pretty much just like any any other milk, but uh, it's it's got an it's got a culture in it, kind of like yogurt, but but it doesn't you know, uh, but it, that makes it easier to digest. You know, when you get older like us, a lot of times we don't like to digest milk all that well. It's true. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, I wanted a chili dog yesterday for supper, but I got to be honest with you, after five six o'clock, you can't be doing that. So at our age, it's yeah, not a good thing. Cool. I, I called in a while back because you said that since you come back to te- Memphis, that your allergies been acting up. Yes, and, and and I called your call screener, and I didn't talk to you, but I, I gave her the the name of a very very excellent young lady in Memphis. Uh, did did she give that to you? Did did she give me what? I I I don't know. I I you know the I you know I get a lot of messages. I'll have to go back through and and check and see Ray. Uh, but, um, they're, yeah, they're you pretty good about, I, yeah, they're, mind if I give her on air? uh, no, let's not do that. Uh, but, but, but I do appreciate your call again. Um, and we try not to give names on air. It's nothing personal against anybody, but, uh, but Ray, I appreciate that call. Uh, thank you there. Was it the aphrodisiac milk? Is that no Dylan? No. Okay. That's not okay. Papadopoulos. It was something Greek. 
Is, <laughs> can I just have, what's a yoo-hoo? Is there any milk in that, actually? I don't know. Uh, let's go to Ron in Oregon, KYKN. Hey, Ron, what's going on? How you doing, my brother? I remember you from dinner out here, my friend. Well, listen, what they doing in my yes, state? That was a oh lot of God. fun. Yes, it was. Let me tell you what they're doing in my state. You know me. I've been that black redneck that goes do what to do besides put on the ropings and mentor kids and my godson. But to make a long story short, you know Senate Bill fifteen eighty three. I went to and testified two weeks ago. Well, a week before that. The, February 6th, I went to, uh, you know, shake down the opposition about Measure 110, which is that they legalize drugs by stupid voters. And in process, they enable criminality, the shoplifting and everything else that's going on under the Biden Joe Crow America plan. OK, divide, use racism as a word and make everything racism. But yet claim that you care about diversity, equity, inclusion. Well, what happened is they had six state troopers on me after I got to a speakers of the of Oregon, Dan Rayfield, who's running for attorney general office, you know, and I talked to his what call it, then start talking down. Oh, you know, my voice carries. And I had six state troopers escorting me around. I had one for about an hour following me and they were nice. They're good Americans and the good Oregonians. You know what I'm saying? They just. Well, because they say, oh, this is Ron. He's doing his job. This no problem. This stand up. He was hiding inside of a conference room between the two sides of the house in that marble trophy case we got. I call it a kitty litter box. But make a long story short, is that they're going, they just passed Senate Bill 1583 with uh, Senator Lou Fredrickson who, and, you know, and Mr. Dembro, Senator Dembro. And when I testified at that hearing the following week, uh, two, two weeks ago today, a week ago today, is that they're going to basically take away the right of local control to push this triple X stuff on our kids, this gender stuff. And as we've been finding out, Black Lives Matter Incorporated, as I call them, Black Lives for Mansions, they are going to push this kids, take away local control to push this gender nastiness upon our kids. Take away local control from your school boards. But yet, they don't want God in the school. I can't get no attorneys in the state to to fight against this because if much new now can go through and say prayer and well, Christianity. let me jump in here, Ron, because we're about to run out of time. Uh, and I will say this: I'm sure there are some good attorneys there in Salem who can certainly, um, who certainly might be willing to take up your cause. I would reach out to your local radio station there and and uh, give them a call and see what they have to say. All right, appreciate that. All right, folks. Wow, it is. This is going to be a crazy week, and let me explain why. Uh, we are moving closer and closer to the looming government shutdown, and there's going to be there's going to be a lot of fighting in the Republican circles over whether or not we should stand our ground here. So we're going to get us through all of that here in the next um, in the next couple of days leading up to Friday, and we'll keep you updated on uh, how all of that goes down. But it's going to be a mess, folks, and it is going to be very messy. Also, Mitch McConnell announcing that he is going to step down. Uh, Folks, pay attention. And we're going to keep an eye on what's happening in Washington. But I'm telling you that there are going to be shenanigans. Mitch McConnell is going to be using his last few months in office to sabotage the Trump reelection effort. So 
There, there are a lot of moving parts here. Joe Biden losing by over 100,000 votes in Dearborn, Michigan uh, to undecided voters. That is huge. And you better believe that the Democrat Party right now, they are freaking out because they know that Biden is doomed. So the question is, and I, it doesn't matter what his doctor says. His doctor can come out and say, this guy is qualified to run a marathon. He's not. And we can all see it. And the Democrats can see it. So the question now is, who do the Democrats get to to fight against Donald Trump? And they will frame this argument, by the way. We need somebody who can step in, make a sacrifice, take one for the team, and save the nation from Trump. This paves the way for Michelle Obama. You folks just pay very close attention to all of this. It's happening very, very quickly. And, of course, tomorrow, dueling events at the border. We're going to tell you about that as well. All right, folks, tonight, 5 o'clock, Newsmax. Be sure to watch the show. Rick Santorum is our special guest. Have a great one, everybody. You be good, America. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.